Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ah, yes, he and his sky blue sweater slash shirt looking absolutely dapper and ready to go to work, Mr. Doug Oster. And we'll get to him in just a moment. But we always begin by giving you an opportunity to win a $25 gift certificate to start each half hour. And this, of course, to start the show off goes to the... 10th caller at 412-922-1020, the great place that is Sorgal. So the 10th caller wins it, 412-922-1020. Here he is, a busy man out and about. He is the host of The Organic Gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Morning, Doug. Me looking dapper? This is the first time I've seen you with a collared shirt on since well, I don't know when. Here's the backstory, real quick. So First you know, wedding? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, the backstory, this is Joe Dantisi's shirt. Oh, really? So he always wore white shirts. And people in the grocery business, going back in the heyday, whether you were stocking shelves or you were the manager or you were the owner, he always kind of wore a white shirt. So when Joe passed, I, I got a white shirt from his daughter, Jody out of a closet full of white shirts. And I, you know, I have a few shirts here and there. And I looked up today and I said, ah, there's Joe's shirt. So I'm just going to wear a white shirt today. And it kind of turned out it okay. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not as good as it looked on him, but it looks okay. Uh, this isn't a sweater. What I'm is wearing. it? Turtleneck? Fishing, it? fishing shirt. Ah. All right. Well, we got a big day today. I'm going to be at Han Nursery from 11 to 2, and boy, do I have a lot of stuff to give away. Everybody who comes is going to get a free, brand-new gardening book. I uh, judge a competition for, for books, uh, gardening books, and they send you like 50 to read, and they've been sitting in my office, and i got to get rid of them. So that's the first thing. The It's the latest titles, and you get to pick what you want. I'm just going to have them sitting there. The first 10 people who come today from 11 to 2 at Han get a free bottle of concentrated Bob X animal repellent, and this stuff works. This is what I use. That's why they sent it to me. They're just like, Doug, we really appreciate you talking about us, and you know, I won't take any kind of money from them. And I said, well, you know... Um, I could give it away. It'd be a good giveaway. And this stuff, you mix it. It's going to last you a long time. You mix it with water and put it into a sprayer. And when you spray it on on plants, the deer or rabbits or groundhogs will not eat it. And then I had a donation of some free American chestnut tree seedlings. So American chestnut is, you know, basically gone in our forests. But... Um, a, a guy has one American chestnut. He saved the chestnuts. He stratified them, means got them cold, and then sprouted them. And so there's, you know, as long as those 
chestnut tree seedlings last. You can come get one. Uh, but the main reason I'm supposed to be at Han today from 11 to 2 is I'm going to help you shop. And this is what I do every year. Uh, there's nothing in it for me. I'm just there to show you the deals and show you, you know, the right plant for the right place. So we're going to have a lot of fun today at Han Nursery and with lots of stuff to give away. And I'm so glad to get those gardening. Well, actually, my wife is probably more excited than I am to get all those gardening books out of my office because they're just kind of on the floor there. Uh <laughs> It is it is the it's floor. A, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh my office is a mess. All the information about what I just talked about is at dougoster.com, where Han Nursery is and you know again, 11 to 2 today. And I've talked about it before, but I'm getting a lot of questions about how to make uh tomatoes ripen and this is the time to give them a little bit of a haircut and you don't want them to keep adding on flowers cuz they will. They'll just keep adding on flowers, and who knows when the tomatoes will ripen. If you cut off the tops and they can't make flowers anymore, then those it forces that plant to uh, ripen the tomatoes. And, you know, we're getting to a part of the season where the tomatoes change flavor. You know, when you get these cold nights and the plant is just, like, shivering, <laughs> they're just not as, as sweet. Uh, I still have lots lot more tomatoes on the vine and uh, been picking for quite a while. I hope you are too. And I want to talk a little bit about bulb planting and my love of it. You know, some of these stories you've heard before, but uh, for people who haven't listened before, my love of planting bulbs goes back to being a kid, seven years old, seeing this thing called Daffodil Hill at Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland. And that's where my grandparents are buried. And when I look back and saw that Daffodil Hill, and my mother always talked about Daffodil Hill, I became a bulb fanatic, even at seven years old, even though I didn't know what a daffodil was. But uh, planting bulbs has kind of gone by the wayside, and I just I can't tell you how uh, much enjoyment there is from the work you do now to when that comes up in the spring. It's just amazing. And one of the things that, besides daffodils, that I love planting are called snowdrops. And snowdrops are just little itty-bitty bulbs, so they don't have to go very far in the ground. They're very easy to plant. And the first snowdrops I ever planted were from a reader when I worked at the Post-Gazette. And so that makes them special. But there's another very special snowdrop in my garden. Uh, when... I was up always in the north. Whenever I would speak in the north, two guys from the Rock Garden Society would come to see me speak, Len and Al, and we became friends. And I said, why do you keep coming? <laughs> it's the same old jokes. And they're like, nah, we get something. Well, anyway, I was talking about snowdrops, you know, and I've told the story before. And, you know, Len's, Len heard me, and he just said, oh, man, you know, I've got this one that's uh, very rare, and he, at, well, the time was right, he gave it to me, and I planted it. Well, then both Len and Al, within six months, passed away. And so I put that snowdrop in a really special spot right in front of the vegetable garden so that whenever I walk in, I would see it bloom. And every time I do see it bloom, I think of Len. And uh, it is a really cool snowdrop. There's, You know, you go down these rabbit holes of my obsession with daffodils, snowdrops. There's another bulb called Glory of the Snow. It blooms right after the crocus. The deer won't touch it, 
And it's just a beautiful little blue flower. Not there long, you know, three weeks maybe, depending on the weather. And whenever we talk about daffodils, I have to bring up Sir Winston Churchill. It smells like gardenias. It's just, uh, I just, I can't get enough of it. It's a late bloomer, long bloomer. Uh, great, great bulb. Try and track them down. And then treat tulips as annuals. There are, yeah, just, <laughs> unless they're in the perfect condition uh, where they dry out during the summer, they just don't come back the way they used to. You know, Darwin tulips are pretty perennial, but I just, I'm planting them every year. I do mine in the vegetable garden. And I plant all my bulbs with this thing called a power planter auger. It's made in the USA. Again, they're not paying me to tell you about this, but go online. It's like 25 bucks, $27. It is such a great tool, and it makes bulb planting fun and easy. Now, before the break, I am announcing my next trip. <laughs> this August, we're not going over to Europe. We're going to explore the National Parks of America. 12 days. People have been asking me to do a trip in the States, and this is going to be it this August. Even though I'm announcing it today, believe it or not, it's, I put it online yesterday. It's already booking. But you have plenty of time to decide if the trip's right for you. But I wanted to do one in August. People were telling me, do one in the summer so kids can come, you know, teachers, people that are off, uh, taking their vacations. What a better way to see the country than visiting our national parks. We'll explore the Grand Canyon, Lake Powell, Zion, Bryce Canyon, Salt Lake City. One whole day just kicking around in Jackson Hole. That's going to be awesome. Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Parks. We'll see Old Faithful, Bighorn Mountains, Crazy Horse Memorial, Mount Rushmore, and much more. I'd love for you to come with me in August. We are going to have so much fun and staying stateside this time. All the details are at DougOster.com. All right, hey, get ready for the most tail-wagging event of the year. Make plans now to attend PetFest 23, presented by Subaru. Saturday, October 28th at Stage AE. Bring your best four-legged, leashed friend. Explore an array of pet-centric vendors inside Stage AE. Capture unforgettable memories on stage in our photo op area with Bully Max locker room photos, holiday photos from the Salvation Army, plus pictures with Santa. Swing outside for the Dog Stop Hydration Station, Pet Agility Course, and visit the local shelters. Explore an array of pet-centric vendors, including Healthy Pets, Joy Dog Foods, and AARP. Don't miss this potastic extravaganza. Details at kdkradio.com. All right, we're back, and we're getting ready for Dick Till and Davy Trees. What we are seeing in our trees, the topic of conversation. Mr. Till is in the building. Interesting story in the Post-Gazette. Just quickly talk about it, Doug, and then we're going to get to the phones, and you and Mr. Till will pick up on it later. Yeah, funding for $9 million worth of funding for planting trees. And, uh, you know, when, when Dick comes on, I want to talk a little bit with him about the the value of trees and how it, uh, you know, changes our environment. You know, it, it Trees are a plus. Trees are a positive. And it's really awesome that the uh, USDA, remind me, it came from the what is it, the National Inflation Act. That's where the money comes from? I think so. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Forest Service has awarded $9 million to plant trees and related activities in Allegheny County in the city of Pittsburgh. The unprecedented infusion of money to grow the tree canopy comes from the Federal Inflation Reduction right, Act. Right, that's what I thought. And so I saw there was a quote there from Tree Pittsburgh. Tree, tree Pittsburgh is going to be 
boots on the ground, getting th- getting more trees planted. That's a great organization that plants a ton of trees, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh. And it's just, you know, the shade, uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, wildlife, you know, just the trees are a positive. And it's just awesome that they're, you know, $9 million worth of trees and other activities. That's going to be awesome. All right, so Mr. Till will be talking about that and everything else and what you're seeing in the trees when we get uh, him on the air with Davy Tree Talking Tree in about 15. But, hey, lots of folks wanting to talk to Doug. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on KDK with Doug Oster, the Organic Gardener. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Doug. It's uh, Steve uh, with some news from Philadelphia. Hey, how are you, Steve? What's going on? Well, uh, lanternflies, I have a ray of hope for you. Um, we were supposed to be hit really bad with them this summer, and we were all waiting for it. And we started seeing them around, and then I noticed that they were, like, gone, all of a sudden in the back alleyway and in the back garden. And what I found was when they came out in the nymph stage, uh, the young ones, before they could fly, wasps uh from a neighbor's tree were coming down and uh, just eating them, taking them away. And I talked to the Academy of Natural Sciences about it, and they said, yeah, uh, they're vespid wasps, and they're going to eat, eat the young. Now, I don't know if they're eating the adult, the adult flies yet, but I just wanted to let you know that I think there's a ray of hope for our gardens with these wasps that I've been seeing eating the, the nymphs. So in this neighborhood... In this garden, wasps rule. <laughs> Steve, how bad were the lanternflies for you guys last year? Was it an infestation or not too bad? Um, honestly, not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is center. I live in the city. And now you'd see hundreds of them uh, smashed into the windows walking down the street where the wind would take them. But, you know, I, I saw a few in our backyard but that was it. Not much. Now, I don't know if the catbirds were eating them. I swear that I saw uh, some sparrows picking it at a carcass of one of them one day. I can't verify it. I don't have a photo. But I don't know. I, I just think that some of the, the regular um, creatures are finding a way to eat them. Yeah, that's great news. News from Philadelphia from our friend Steve, and we're just we're hoping— that what happens there in Philadelphia is that predators figure out what this pest is and they'll eat it and we'll get a, you know, nature will create a balance. Steve, thanks for uh, phoning in. We appreciate that. Hey, okay. All right, let's go to uh, next up in Greensburg. It's Jan on the air at KDKA, Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener. Hey, Jan. Hey, good morning. You there? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I've been growing a garden for 50 years, and I plant eggplant every year. This year, well, it, it, I guess it's average. It uh, They started producing like in August. But I got one eggplant. It didn't turn purple. It's green, and it's huge. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Have you ever heard of that? You know, sometimes we see this, that it a plant has a natural mutation. That's probably what is happening here. Uh, and what color did it start as? It started out green. And then, has it changed at all to anything else? Oh, it's 
It's full size right now, and it's as green as the, the uh, leaves on the plant. <laughs> well, plants do that sometimes. You know, what was it that uh, got you started gardening? No, oh, I moved out in the woods out here, and <laughs> I I used to put in 50 tomato plants and cucumbers <laughs> and squash, and I just uh, enjoy it. And uh, it's gotten considerably smaller, but uh, I just enjoy it. And tell me what you do with the eggplants. I just I just roast it on the I slice it and roast it on the grill. That sounds awesome. Well, I think uh, I'd really love to hear <laughs> what that eggplant turns out to be once it's uh, once it's ripe. Uh, give us a call back, okay? Okay. Thanks so much, Steve. All right. Bye. All right, so we got about a minute to the break, so why don't you tell folks what Mr. Dick Till is going to be talking, Davey Trees. Well, we're just going to talk about, in general, what he's seeing for the season in trees. Of course, we're still talking about coming out of the winter and just a reminder, today I'll be at Han Nursery from 11 to 2. I'm giving away tons of stuff, books, and Bob X uh, animal repellent, American chestnut trees, not Chinese uh, chestnuts. Uh, today, 11 to 2 at Han Nursery. And then coming up next will be Dick Till. We also want to talk a little bit about the value of trees. You know, what adding these uh, all these trees from uh, that's $9 million uh, investment into trees and what that means for the city. All right, you're going to get to all that. David And Bo- the county, sorry. David Bollard. That's okay. You're, I'm supposed to be saying you're sorry. Just don't let it happen <laughs> I again. I didn't want to step on you. <laughs> That's what, you wouldn't be the first. All right, everybody's climbed over me to get to the top. All right, listen, David Ballarato is coming here with the news in just two and a half minutes. Mr. Dick Till on the other side of the news, Davy Tree Talking Trees. And we've got that gift certificate for the great place that is Janoski's as Pumpkin Land is just days away for 2023. So stay with us. It's your Pratt Pack. It is the Organic Garden. Doug Oster, DougOster.com, part of your Pratt Pack Sunday morning at KDKA. We're joined in studio by Dick Till. And, Dick, we were talking about uh, all this money coming to Allegheny County for planting trees. Talk about some of the positives for planting trees. Why should we be doing it? Well, it's... Job security? Yeah, job security, (laughs) definitely. But, you know, it's just so good for the environment. And, uh, you know, over the years... People, especially in the city, have been cutting down trees and not replacing them. So when you get grant money like this, um, you know, we can get the forest, the city forest canopy built back up again and, um, you know, absorbs the <clears throat> carbon dioxide. and Cool down the city, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely cools down the pavement, shades the pavement, so it's not quite as hot. And, um, you know, overall, just... Trees are a good thing. No doubt. Uh, you know, we're going to talk today about what you've been seeing out there. And uh, before we came on, you know, uh, Steve from Philly called us and told us about spotted lanternflies. That's the number one thing on your list, huh? Yeah, we get so many calls every day. And, you know, they've been on the East Coast, you know, in Philadelphia for eight or ten years now. And they're slowly moving our way. And they finally made it here. And uh, you know, everybody's complaining about finding them here and there, and oh, there's so many. Well, you have no idea. Yeah, they've been inundated out there, and and if you have big trees that they like hanging over your deck, you can't even sit on your deck because it's that black honeydew. Oh, it's so disgusting. Yeah, the sooty mole. What they do, they they're they don't 
chew on the leaves or the branches, they have sucking mouth parts. So as they suck the sap out, their bodies use the starch for food. And then what they excrete is sugar water. That's the honeydew. And it just rains out of the trees and makes everything sticky. You can't even sit outside. And then the sooty mold grows on the sugar water. So if you have rhododendrons, azaleas, or, you know, small plants underneath, the sooty mold can get so thick it'll block the sun out and they can't photosynthesize food. I've got a tree of heaven that there's a 10-foot circle around there of sooty mold. Yeah, and they love the tree of heaven's one of their favorite, or is their favorite. But a lot of the thin bark trees too, um, red maples, silver maples, beeches, birches, river birches. They just love river birches because, you know, they got a lot of sap in them. What's the extent of the damage that they're doing to the trees? If you have big, mature, healthy trees, um, they don't, they're not going to damage them. But if you got young trees, small trees, and grapevines, hops, smaller plants, you know, they can suck enough sap out of it that they can harm them. You know, I've got hops, and I'm not seeing them on the hops for some reason. They're on the, mm. they're on the uh, tree of heaven. Um, a little bit on the maples, but maybe I don't have quite the infestation yet. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm at. Yeah, they're still still coming this way, and now that they're in the adult stage, they're going to be start starting to lay eggs. So that's what I keep telling everybody. Uh, you know, if I run out of fact sheets like I do all the time, just go online and look up spotted lanternfly, because the egg mass it just looks like a little blob of mud. But each one of those egg masses can hold up to 50 eggs. Well, here's an interesting text I got from our friend Steve Rapaski from Bee Control and Meadowsweet Apiaries. Bees are making lanternfly honey out of the honeydew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's... That's wild. When you see a lot of honeydew coming out of the trees, you'll see bees and ants, you know, collecting the sugar. because It's just sugar water, and it'll come in handy, but... But like we're saying, those predatory wasps are starting to get after them. Uh, some of the the birds that are predatory, you know, they'll peck at them. But there are just so many of them that yeah, it's, it is an infestation. When I look, when I look at that uh, tree of heaven that I have all along the bottom, you know, oh yeah, uh, it's just awful. But just keep an eye out for the egg masses, and then go out with a. A little putty knife or credit card even and scrape into some alcohol. But are there egg masses like up at 20 feet and 30 feet also? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and they'll lay eggs anywhere, you know, in walls and fences and cars and trucks. So, yeah, go online. See what that egg mass looks like. What's next on your list of things that you've been seeing this year? Well, still getting a bunch of calls about boxwoods and thin-leafed hollies like English hollies. Oh, boxwoods, from- man. Yeah, the wintertime around Christmas when the plants weren't acclimated to the cold and it went from 40 to zero for three days and the wind was blowing. And, yeah, the, what, okay, so let's say, let's say you got a boxwood. It's, you know, parts of it are brown. You, do you need to have a certified arborist come out because there, there are so many different things it could be? It could have been the winter. It could have been boxwood blight. It could have been mites. It could have been leaf miners. Yeah, How's the homeowner supposed to know? If they're not sure, I mean, if it's got brown leaves on it now and the twigs are crispy, you know, it's dead. And people always ask me, oh, is it going to come back? When something's dead, it's dead. Dead is dead, right? Right. And if it's more than a quarter of the bush that's brown and ugly, 
you know, that's, it's never going to look any better than that. So unfortunately you got to start over or do something different. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're unsure, news, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always say. I'm glad they don't shoot the messenger. I've been gone a long time ago, but yeah, those and even the apple scab this year was really oh, bad. Oh yeah. I had it really bad in my crab apples. And I see crab apples and apple trees that are, they have so much fruit, the branches are breaking, but they don't have any leaves on them. Right. That's but, what my crab apple looks, both my crab apples look that way. Right. Completely luck, defoliated. Luckily, the leaves are on long enough that, you know, the buds are already made for next year and it'll all happen You know, again. this happens to me every year, but these crab apples continue to do okay. Should I be treating them with a fungicide early in the season so that they, will they keep their leaves if I do that? Yeah. I mean, you'll still get it. It depends on the disease pressure, you know, the weather, if it's rainy, humid, Mm -hmm. and all the different fungi love the humid. And it was rainy and humid. Right. And if you treat them, it's like every two weeks or three weeks. I mean, for three treatments, you got to get them when the buds are first open and when the leaves are young and then once the leaves are mature. Mm -hmm. And then that way, I always tell people we can protect 60 to 75% of the leaves. But if you don't treat it, then you get what you see now, all these crab but, apples. But it, am I, is this tree going to slowly die then because of apple scab or? No, they're they're tough, you know. Yeah. They're survivors and they'll keep hanging on. It'll weaken them a little bit. And the problem then when they get weak, then they're more susceptible to things like fire blight and boars. And I don't want to see fire blight on my. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, Davey saved that flowering crab a pine tree had fell fallen on it and the house mashed it yeah and uh i was like you think you can just cut here and there he's like yeah we'll see what it does and it looks looks fine today so that was probably i don't know five six years ago yeah if you keep them fertilized and if it gets dry keep them watered and people still don't think about water and you know half mature trees but you know if we go through a, a drought and a dry spell they need water well, hang in there, Dick, uh, for the break. Uh, for more information about Davy Tree or ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call the experts like Dick Till from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. And next, we're going to get to all your questions. All coming up next on The Organic Gardener, Doug Oster, dougoster.com, KDKA. All right, back with Doug and Mr. Till. He's hanging around, taking some calls, and here's one that he can handle. Let's go to Jim in Penn Hills. Japanese maple is what he wants to discuss on The Organic Gardener on KDKA. Hello, Jim. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I have a, um, I think it's a dwarf Japanese maple. Um, Probably been in the ground about 15 years. Um, And the leaves are brown die and falling off looks like there's some growth underneath though hmm. now the japanese maples are real susceptible to verticillium wilt and we've been seeing a lot of verticillium wilt this year um are the leaves when they turn brown are they hanging on or are they falling off yeah uh kind of both okay there's a lot a lot hanging on and i can brush them off okay and if you look like where the leaves fall off where the leaf scar is can you see any buds like live buds you know you've got to try to scrape one off and see if it's green and viable because sometimes yeah i do 
some some like the lower part is is uh, dead. Mm. I can break the branch off. Oh, no, it looks green. Mm. See, it is green inside the branch. Now, Dick, is this a situation where an expert should look at it to see what's going on? Yeah, because it could even be if it has girdling roots and we're going through this dry spell, it could dry it out, or it could be the wilt disease. But uh, yeah, the, unless you can see it in person here, it's hard to do it on the radio. Yeah, and the nice thing is that uh, somebody from an expert from Davy Trio come out and they come out for free to take a look, and then they can tell you what's going on. Uh, the number again right. for, for them is eight five five nine eight two eight seven three three. So, Dick, what else uh, are you seeing? You said river birches and some other things are dropping leaves. Yeah, a lot of trees that like a lot of moisture are dropping their leaves right now. You know, we're kind of going through another dry spell here. We could, we could use some rain for sure. But yeah, I hope we get that rain tomorrow or today. Yeah, they're calling for it this morning. But uh, for the most part, I'll, if you look at that's why I was asking about the buds. Well, trees and shrubs have already produced their leaf buds for next year. So even if the leaves all fall off now, you know, it'll have leaves next year. Yeah, let's just say, in, in for example, that Japanese maple, you just get close to the branch and kind of look and see where the bud is, and then if that's, you kind of peel that back, That if that's green, that, it's still alive. Yeah, if the buds are viable, because a lot of times when they're dry, you know, they'll come right off in your hand there. But, yeah, the buds are produced right by where the leaf petiole, the leaf stems attached to the branch. That's where you look for the buds. And then uh, maples, right? There's a, You said those maples are looking kind of ugly? Yeah, well, again, with that verticillium wilt, like crimson king maples, we get calls all the time. Big mature crimson king maples are susceptible to that verticillium wilt. But when I was talking about the leaves falling off now, it's, you know, if they, the longer they keep the leaves, just a little bit of extra money in the bank, no extra food mm -hmm. storage for next year. But they'll be okay. And uh, last thing earlier on this year, the Dutch elm disease is still hanging around. And, you know, if you have a big elm tree, it's good to get those treated. But uh, it's, for the most part, it's been kind of an average year. But, you know, the weather, everything's different every year. You know. Yeah, what do you think about fall foliage this year? Any guesses? I don't know. I mean, right now I have some uh, sugar maples up in my woods that are starting to turn. Already? So, you know, as long as we don't have any big, big freezes or frost too early here and, you know, we're getting these slow cooling temperatures mm -hmm. and the days are getting shorter and that's a recipe for good fall color. You know, something crazy is going to happen because <laughs> <laughs> no, it always does. Always does. That's Whether it's sure. spotted lantern flies or 40 degrees to 22 below <laughs> or right. something like that. Right. Again, that's all, uh, all job security for you, Dick. Well, Dick... Uh, as always, we enjoyed having you on the show this season. Um, you know, we got one more with Luke Warner uh, right. in a couple of weeks, but always enjoyed talking to you. Always good stuff and great to see you. Good, good. Like being here. Thanks, guys. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855 982 tree that's 855-982-8733 and today i will be at han nursery from 11 to 2 that's in ross township and i've got so much stuff to give away everyone gets a brand new gardening book you pick what you want all the latest titles 
First 10 people get a free bottle of concentrated Bob X animal repellent. This stuff works. And a free American chestnut tree seedling while they last. I would love to see you today. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. And I hope to see you today. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Dirk, always good seeing you. Thank you for everything. Sure thing, Rob. Appreciate Thanks. it. Great thing about this company, and I didn't know it until our buddy Ben stopped by my house. They are look. They're owned by their employees, and he told me how many people. We're around twelve thousand right now. That's pretty good economic impact. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Uh, I'm also going to talk to Frank Dentisi about this plastic bag bang ban that's coming up very mm-hmm. soon as well. That's another story that you can read in the Post-Gazette. David Ballarato has got your news coming up next at 8. This is your Pratt Pack on KDKA. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.